0: Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed, and I'm John Martin, and this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Am I doing better
1: with my introduction? I think not you are. so much jazzy,
0: not so jazzy. I don't know, but I kind of <laughs> like the jazzy. You know? Did you like this? It was nice. All right, we'll Nice little feel. Maybe we'll you should add like a little jazz on top of it. I thought about. I really thought it'd be funny if we uh, started our podcast each week differently. Yeah. yeah, yeah like we started yeah. with like uh, the briefing music. Right. He said right. something like, uh, "Whatever <laughs> Al Muller says." Do, 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 yeah. Uh, or we can start it, you know, like with the Ask Pastor John uh, music, <laughs> yeah. or we can start it with the, uh, I don't know, whatever, whatever you should hey, steal
1: other people's stuff. Uh, okay, I, I guess it's okay to say this. Today is March the 29th. Uh-huh. If you have not listened to Al Moeller's <laughs> episode this morning on March 29th, yeah. you need to. I mean, it's really a serious episode, because Mohler doesn't do anything that's not serious. Right. But it's about leggings as pants. Okay,
0: yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: The whole episode. That's great. Leggings and that's, that's pants. Great.
0: And, and basically,
1: his synopsis is, it is shameful to be nude, and wearing leggings is being nude. And you ought to be ashamed of yourself. You ought to be ashamed. <laughs> that's uh, it.
0: You know, if I had, I don't know, I feel like if I had like a my own personal molar yeah. that would follow me around, and, and every time that I sinned, he would say, you ought to be ashamed. Yeah. I think... Maybe that would, I don't know. I don't know. That would either have one or two effects. One, it would increase my holiness. Two, it would would increase my rebellion. I don't know. (laughs) I'm telling
1: you, it's so funny, though. I mean, just because Mueller is such a serious guy, and he spends a whole episode talking about leggings as as pants. pants. As pants. Yeah.
0: Which are not pants.
1: (laughs) Exactly, so, according to Al Mohler. That's good. Well, speaking of leggings. <laughs> the fashion man. Uh, the
0: fashion man. We yeah. have a, we have a, an episode that springs from our last episode. That's right. So we asked you all to send in your questions, and we try to get as many in as we possibly could uh, last episode. And we hope that you enjoyed that. We had one question that we uh, purposely set aside to do this whole podcast on.
1: Yeah, and uh, this is a friend of ours who is uh, no longer in our state, but now is in the uh, state of Arkansas, Arkansas. or Arkansas, Arkansas, mm-hmm. and uh, he asked a really good question, I thought, for us to discuss on the Ask Anything episode. But I think it's worth spending some time on because I think it's an I think it's a topic that. Every pastor deals with at some to well, at some, some point, degree, yeah. and especially those that are in rural churches, which we mm-hmm. think that's who we're talking to mostly. Those guys are 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 dealing with things that come as a result of traditions in the church mm-hmm. that are hard to break, and there are some strange traditions yeah. in churches. And maybe we
0: should do a podcast where we ask you to send in your strange tradition. <laughs> That'd be fun. <fine. laughs> yeah, yeah. The strange uh, tradition. Right. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about. Um, about sacred cows in yeah, the church. Yeah.
1: So the question particularly is, how do you get rid of artificial flowers in the sanctuary permanently? That's permanently. the question. <laughs> so uh, I think that's a very good question. And I think it's a question that uh, it really it stems d- deeper than just the flowers, mm-hmm. because sometimes the flowers— and who they're in memory of yeah. is the biggest issue. That's right. And uh, and so I think this is one of those sacred cows that we need to talk about how we can how we can get rid of them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, as we talk more, as we get in depth, we'll say there are some sacred cows that are worth dying for, and there are some that are not, and mm-hmm. we need to be smart about that. That's but, right. So when we uh, talk
0: about sacred cows, let's kind of put this in perspective. Okay. So the terminology is going to come from when the Israelites left Egypt. Right. Uh, you, you remember how God and his, um, and his power... Power, really uh, exercised uh, this demonstration of his power through the plagues and everything else, and finally in the culmination of the killing of the firstborn and right, Passover. Right. And then God told Moses and the Israelites, go and, and ask the Egyptians to give you gold and mm-hmm, silver and mm-hmm, precious jewels. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the Egyptians are so scared they do this. Right. Well, then God leads them out, crosses the Red Sea. Uh, they come to Mount Sinai. Moses goes on top of the mountain to meet with God and receive the law, And while he is on the mountain, the people get frustrated with waiting, and they take those good gold, the gold that God had given them, and uh, they have Aaron fashion it into a calf. And um, then they say, this is the God that led us out of Egypt, and they worship this sacred cow.
1: Yeah, and I think inside of our sanctuaries, certainly we do not have golden calves. Right. Calves.
0: But we take good things that That's God right. has given That's us, right. and we fashion them in such a way that we create an
1: idol. That's exactly right. And I think those things are dangerous for the church. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's distracting. It yeah. takes the attention away from the one that it's supposed to be on. Mm-hmm. And, and so in that sense, they are things that we need to address. And there are, as we've said, some very weird sacred cows. Yeah. And we maybe ask you this, when we, when we launch this episode, we'll put it in our Twitter account. Yeah. That's right. Ryan.
0: Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. That's... <laughs> All
1: right. So uh, uh, oh, so man. how do we address these sacred cows? That's the question yeah, for today.
0: So let's uh, let's kind of begin with our our demon talking, because when we talk about sacred cows, we are discussing idols in the church.
1: Yeah, we are. And,
0: and we must not pick on the church here, because every one of us has sacred cows in our life. Every one of us has idols. And so Elizabeth Elliot, um, a great saint of the Lord, once said, "If we love someone more than we love God, it is worse than inordinate; mm. it is idolatry. Mm. When God is first in our hearts, all other loves are in order and find their rightful place." Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and you know Elizabeth Elliot putting it as strongly as it needs to be stated. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. There are things in our church that uh, people are worth that, that that people are willing to fight over mm-hmm. and fuss over and sacrifice over. And sometimes those things aren't Jesus in the gospel. (laughs) Sometimes they're flowers on a memorial table.
0: Yeah, and if we believe, another dead man talking, not really ours today, but if we believe that Calvin was right when he said that the human heart is a perpetual idol factory, then we must not be surprised that when we come together as a church, it is easy for us to elevate Unimportant things yeah, yeah. elevate things that are not God to a level that we we, we uh, practically worship them as God. Yeah,
1: we do this with brick and mortar all the time, mm-hmm. especially in the South. When you when you ride when you ride down a country road, you can watch the growth of a church mm-hmm. through time. Yeah, because they have three buildings that look exactly alike, mm-hmm. but they're a little bit larger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They had the they had the first church, mm-hmm. and then they outgrew it and they have the second church, and it's about 10 feet taller <laughs> right. than the first church. And then they outgrew the second church, and they have the third church, and it's about 10 mm-hmm. feet taller than the yeah. second church
0: because we don't want to tear down brick and mortar. Right. You know, mm-hmm. We're so
1: attached to stuff.
0: Ooh, every time you say brick and mortar, I just think about LifeWay, RIP. <laughs> Go rest high, LifeWay. <laughs> Go, Go rest, rest high. high. Yeah, so I do think that
1: uh, we—and and that's a great example. Look, people, times have changed.
0: Yeah, don't, don't you know? Don't, I sorry. mean, I'm I, just going to say, soon. Soon. time
1: has changed, I'm hurting. and and I'm part of the reason why Lifeway is shutting down. Uh, good, because, I need get somebody to blame because I order, I order most, the majority of my books that I read from Amazon. That's the same, and they bring it to my door. I hate it. I'm sorry, and uh, you know. I... I love the Lifeway store. It's convenient when I needed to run over there and get something. Mm -hmm. But if we ask all – I talked to a Lifeway employee yesterday. This is totally off subject. John. And he said that they were so busy yesterday because, you know, they started this sale. Right, right. And they started this sale where there's percentages off of almost everything. Mm -hmm. And he said people were coming in lamenting. Yeah. And he said he would ask them as he was checking them out, when was the last time you were in here? And most of them would say, oh, it's been a year or so. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we can't lament over something closing that we have not been supporting, right? So I can't lament over it because uh, I I didn't always buy my books from LifeWay. Sorry.
0: That's That's Well, I can lament, and you can't tell me anything else. So back to our sacred cow.
1: Yeah, but the only books you buy at LifeWay are the ones on the back wall. The clearance section.
0: sale. That's right. Where am I going to find my clearance section? Oh,
1: gosh. Move on. Okay, I've got a lot to to talk about here.
0: You're the one who brought it up. (laughs)
1: All right, so how can we overcome these sacred cows? I have some ideas about how we can overcome some of these sacred cows. I bet cows. you do. I do. I do. And uh, and so the first one I would say is is longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the longer that you're at a congregation, the more they know you th- that you love them, mm-hmm. and the more they trust you, right? Mm-hmm. And the more decisions you are able to make concerning these sacred cows, right?
0: And I think uh, along with longevity, uh, the way that you uh, develop longevity is that you are honest and yes. that you are open to the people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't try to, uh, smuggle a sacred cow out at night. <laughs> right. We want to, we want to be wise. We don't want to, we don't want to go on a, a covert operation, yeah. you know, and, and, assassinate a, a, a sacred cow while right, no one's right, there yeah. and then when when someone calls you on it say what are you talking about yeah that's yeah. not the way that you receive longevity or you deal with a sacred cow
1: yeah I, I think longevity gives you that it gives you an understanding too of who the people are right so you know whether or not that 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 sacred cow can actually be moved because mm. there it may be that there's really not a problem anymore, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and and you just learn the people well enough to know that when when Aunt Susie dies, mm-hmm. that the sacred cow's not an issue anymore. Right. It was mm-hmm. one that she held on to. Yeah,
0: I think John, maybe you have a story about this about a tree. I do. I, do. I, love this I think story. I may have
1: told this story. You might before. have. I don't know. Go ahead. So anyway, there was this guy in our church who's a dear saint man. We miss him greatly. And uh, there was a river birch tree that was right by our door mm-hmm. into, our, into our church. And you, if you don't know anything about river birch, but river birch, the limbs are very brittle and mm-hmm. they break. Mm-hmm. And so there were limbs always on the ground mm-hmm. and going into the entrance of the church. And so we wanted to cut the tree down because it was, a, it was, not, it was not planted in a good place. Right. And, um, and so the guy came to me and said, uh, we're not going to cut that tree down. And I said, oh, okay. And so every Saturday he would come over. He would pick up the limbs, mm-hmm. and he would make sure there were no limbs there before we got to church. And uh, and the late and the reason is because the lady it was planted by a lady's husband who was deceased. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the day came that the lady died, mm-hmm. so she and her husband had both passed away. Mm-hmm. The ones that planted the river birch tree. So at her funeral, the guy comes up to me and says. Tomorrow we cutting that tree down. That's great, <laughs> and he did. That's they came great. the next day, and they cut the tree down because timing matters, right? Yeah, you it know, does. And, and, it, and part of that just
0: shows it. shows uh, you know when we deal with sacred cows, we need to be gracious with people. Yeah, we do. Um, yeah, and that's uh, because that's, you know what they have
1: emotions. They have that's emotions it. tied up mm. into it, and unless you've been there for a long time, you don't know the emotions yeah. that are tied up mm-hmm. into it. You don't know that that tree was planted in honor of her dead husband. Yeah. You don't know that that plaque was put there in honor of someone's dead child or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. You don't know the circumstances. Circumstances mm-hmm. until you've been there long enough to know them, right? And so, that's why I
0: think uh, you know another way that we can deal with sacred cows is we need to make sure that we are we are doing our due diligence before we make a change. Yes, you, I agree. You don't want to figure out that something has an emotional response. Yeah, at a business meeting. That's right. After That's you've right. already done something about it. That's right. And now, yeah. because of an errant uh, yeah. message or an errant, uh, uh, you know, motion, now you have to have that for the rest of your life right. in the church. You know, right. right? We want to make yeah. sure that we uh, we are uh, dealing with these with wisdom, and
1: you can only do that when you know the church. That's right. And knowing the church comes through longevity. Mm-hmm. So the second idea that I have is one that I love to talk about, and that is developing a culture of change. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, a lot of times in our churches, uh, we're not familiar with change. So we don't know how to handle change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was, uh, when I was working on my doctorate, I was in a class with the pastor of First Baptist Church, Bentonville, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know his name, but he, he was sitting at lunch one day eating together. And he said, I, I pastor in Bentonville, Arkansas, which is the home of Walmart. Walmart. Mm -hmm. And he said, Walmart changes every day. Like you go into a Walmart, it's different every day. Yeah, seasonally, obviously mm-hmm. it right. changes, but prices change every mm-hmm. day. I mean, it's just a constant, constant change. change. So the people that he ministered to—that's the world they lived in. They lived in a—they lived in a—a a, a changing world mm-hmm. all the time. So it was easy for him to change things in the church because mm-hmm. that's what was common. That's right. Now, put this in our context. It's not so easy. Not much
0: changes in our context. Not not right.
1: much changes. Yeah. I mean, there's not a lot that has changed in the last 50 years
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in our context. Yeah. So, so it's different for us. So, how do you how do you help people accept change? I think you have to develop that culture of change. Yeah. So we so move a lot of little things. Do some small things mm-hmm. so that people are used to seeing things different and mm-hmm. thing do do things on your schedule different. Right. You know let them be used to a culture of change. So in our church now they just say well you know you better you better look because it may change mm-hmm. because we change stuff. Right. You know, we take the pulpit in, we take the pulpit out. We have flowers. We put your
0: right hand in. You <laughs> take your right hand. Out. We yeah.
1: we take flowers out. I mean, we you know we, we just do things with change mm-hmm. that
0: that creates this expectation, I guess, mm-hmm. of change. Yeah, and it's easier for people to adapt to it. And and if you think about it, I don't know if your church does the typical VBS, uh, you're moving things around at least once a year. Yeah, you know, you're yeah. having to yeah. move Sunday school around. And I love our senior adults at our church. Um, after our last VBS, they put their room back together opposite of what it had been oh no right so they they initiated the change yeah, the senior yeah. adults initiated the change yeah. and i was the one that was like i don't like this <laughs> um and so you know it's uh, we, we just have to you know cultivate those things but be we need to beware lest change the object of change becomes our sacred cow
1: right i agree right yeah, we don't need to change
0: for change sake
1: certainly uh, certainly not
0: we don't need to you know that just that that can be kind of a point of pride. We don't have any sacred cows. We change everything. Well yeah, that becomes yeah. your sacred cow. Yeah,
1: right, right. And I, I what I'm talking about are these small things that we're not dependent on announcing memorial flowers every Sunday morning.
0: Mm-hmm, yeah. It's okay
1: if we don't have that, right? right? It's okay if the memorial table is not in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: When we have flowers, we move it in there and we make the announcement, mm-hmm. but it's not necessary, you mm-hmm. know. I'm just saying you let your people see changes. It helps them to grab onto larger changes mm-hmm. when they see small. Yeah, changes.
0: and and small small gradual changes is often the way to, to deal with sacred cows. It is. And so, um, you know, just a, a example of maybe if you're wanting to move to doing quarterly business meetings. Yep. You don't want to do them every uh, every month. Well, um, then maybe start doing business meetings every other month first. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe try mm-hmm. to uh, do little things first and then work yeah. up yeah
1: i that I think that's great. so develop a culture of change, insist on longevity, and third uh I, and I think this one is really critical. love the people more than the destruction of the cow. Mm-hmm. so some of us come in, we love to watch things burn. <laughs> <laughs> some of us come line. in just wanting to tear stuff down, yeah. you know we come into churches and we say. Dead gummit, there's that cuss word. That's right. We're not going to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. We're not going to have flowers. Yeah.
1: We're not, this not, this is not about flowers. We're not going to yeah. have flowers. You know, I mean, and we then I'm going to have a
0: whole sermon where I just talk about that. Yeah, th-
1: that's right. And then, and, and I mean, I, I just think you need to love the people before you, you do love the destruction. Mm-hmm. And that's that good lesson that's in that example of that tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Freddie Joe Hollingsworth taught me that he loved the woman mm-hmm. that the tree was planted for. Yeah. More than he loved the destruction of the truth. Yeah,
0: and that's self-sacrifice. Sometimes it is. If we truly love the people more than we love the destruction, yep. we will sacrifice yeah. with yeah. long suffering yeah. to yeah. deal with some of these issues. Yeah,
1: and and you know this is hard. And I, again, I'll say this takes us back up to the first point. I love I love my people mm-hmm. at First Baptist Church Union much more today than I did that's ten right. years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. and longevity helps me to fall right. deeper in love yeah. with them, and also it helps us to 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 again see that what's most important is their development their discipleship yep. that's more important right. than fussing over a, a mm-hmm. sacred cow yeah. you know in that moment mm-hmm. so love the people more than you love the destruction
0: that's good and i think your next point uh have conversations about the cow <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> you talk, like that let's, point. Talk about let's talk about the cow let's talk about the cow talk about the cow
1: right I I think that uh, you know we need to have conversations about the cow, and not necessarily to the person that it's closest to, yeah. maybe, but just the church in general. Have mm-hmm. a conversation about the cow. Understand the cow. Right. Know the cow.
0: <laughs> Feel the cow. Know the cow. Snuggle up right next to the cow. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you know the cow, it'll be easier to make it move. <laughs> Uh, oh
1: gosh that is awful you like that no you like that we can come that's up with terrible a... so have conversations about the cow and i don't mean this is what i do not mean i don't mean stand in the pulpit and berate the cow yeah. that's not what i'm talking yeah. about i'm not talking about a one-sided conversation yeah i'm talking about a conversation with the people that it's closest to mm-hmm. i mean we we just had something that's pretty traumatic at our church we had a mural painted on a on a wall at mm-hmm. a nursery,
0: yeah.
1: in honor of a, a lady in our church's yeah. husband who had passed away, mm-hmm. and we're in the middle of a, a large renovation right now. And in the midst of the renovation, that wall got knocked down, yeah. which meant the mural got knocked down mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you know, and um, and it was a simple conversation with the lady. It says, "Look, you know, you've seen the renovation. Yeah, you know that wall is going to get knocked down." Yeah, I do and it and it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it but yeah, I know all conversations don't go that way, but that one went very well, right? Yeah. right? But have the conversation. Don't just knock the wall down yeah. and then her show up and go, "Where's
0: my wall?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and we can go out of our way to to, to make these changes easier for people yeah i think so have those conversations beforehand go go out of your way to serve yeah, uh, to, yeah. to make a memento whatever it yeah. may be that we yeah. can say we appreciate you yeah. we appreciate your husband we appreciate yeah. the work that you put into this sure maybe a way that you honor that is as, as you know instead of you know we replace the mural with maybe a plaque that says we appreciate the service of this man or whatever right, you know right, yeah. we can go out of our way to 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 help yeah. people change
1: yeah and i think the way that you the way that you communicate with the person that it's closest to mm-hmm. is 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 really important in yeah. this in this situation. I think honesty and transparency work It, there. it is. And along yeah.
0: with talking, having conversations about the cow, we need to be having more broad conversations about idolatry.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Um, and and one of my favorite hymns uh, deals with idolatry and it asks the question, um, what can what can ...minimize idols in our own life. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll just read you uh, the, the second and third verse of this hymn. It says, uh, What can strip the seeming beauty from the idols of the earth? Not a sense of right or duty, but the sight of peerless worth. Mm. Tis the look that melted, melted Peter... Tis the face that Stephen saw, tis the heart that wept with Mary can alone from idols draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of the way that we get rid of idols is we we shine a light on Jesus. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. we help people in our church know that Jesus is enough. Yeah, that He's worthy to be worshipped above all things.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, you're going back, my mind's going back to our conversation about unity, mm-hmm. and we talked about how you know we say things like we're, we we will argue about things. That uh, that are gospel issues, mm-hmm. but we're not going to argue about things that are not gospel yeah. issues. Mm-hmm. And I think that the same is true for these sacred cows. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we need to present the gospel clearly, so as we fall deeper in love with Jesus, mm-hmm. we will see the error of our ways. Yeah. We'll see the idols as we fall deeper in love with Christ. Yeah, and we so. can
0: we can see uh, we can see where these idols, uh, though they may be special to us in, in some in some ways. Ultimately, they pale in comparison with our yeah. desire to know Jesus. Yeah, yeah. We, we never want to uh, sacrifice uh, the effectiveness, the gospel effectiveness of the church mm-hmm. on an idol that ought to be meant for a sacred cow. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we yeah. don't, we don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And that, that leads to the last point. Um, the last point is uh, that I have is is don't die over non gospel issues. Mm. You know, I understand that um, you, you get. Tired of standing up in the pulpit and and telling that flowers are in honor of someone um, who maybe was a hellion.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, quite honestly,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. we we're, we're celebrating a, a man or a woman's life in the church that we don't even know. A lot of times, we don't know who they are. Yeah, and we don't know their example of their faith mm-hmm. or not. Um, but but the gospel that you're going to get to proclaim after the announcement of the flowers yeah. is worth much much more than that announcement mm-hmm. is. So I would say don't don't lose your ministry or your opportunity to speak the gospel mm-hmm. as a result of a of an idol that you're going to destroy. Right. Does that make sense? That makes I, sense? I mean I just don't there there are a lot of things that I have done today that I could not have done 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? The cross in my church is a great example. Yeah. So we backlit our cross, and uh, we lit up our cross, and I could not have done that ten years ago, mm-hmm. but I can do it now, right? Because uh, because again, I guess going back to the one of the first things, longevity, and mm-hmm. then the third thing, loving the people more than you know the the change. I just think that you know, but then I would have died. On a non-gospel issue, if right. I had
0: done it, mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and I would say don't do that.
0: And that's you know, a lot of people can have more effective ministries if they are wise with what they with with what they do. Right? Yeah. They are wise in what they do. Uh, they temper their their own personality sometimes we have to die to Mm ourselves. say that is something that one day will not be here yeah Yeah. but i want to outlive that idol that's right (laughs) right a a lot of churches yeah hey you can go in and you can remove an idol you can and you can outlive it by a day yeah that's right i want to have a longer ministry than that
1: yeah and i think again that goes back to loving people Mm -hmm. so so to answer your question will um you just be satisfied with artificial flowers. You gonna have artificial but flowers, the time, <laughs> but the time is gonna come when uh, that that will fade away. How and do you I, feel about real flowers? <laughs> yeah, I just think I just think that we need to be satisfied in that mm-hmm. until we have an opportunity to show leadership and move. I mean, you can say we are not gonna have flowers here ever again, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's gonna cost you yeah. if you even win.
0: Mm-hmm. If you win, yeah, you yeah.
1: may lose, and so I, I just think love the people. Plan to be there a long time with them. Uh, we hope when you come, when you uh, do leave them, you come back to Mississippi. But uh, but you know, just stay with them, love them, and eventually you'll get to move
0: the artificial flowers. That's so. good. That's a lot of good wisdom from Pastor John. Thank you, Pastor John. <laughs> well, I don't remember what Tony Rinky says in the podcast, but that's a. That's uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah, I like right.
1: I like this subject. It so, is. This is a good subject, and it I, is good. I think
0: it's a, a worthy one to um, examine and to look at. Um, and I think going back to this sacred cow thing, before we deal with other people's idols, we need to make sure we're dealing with our own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we need to make yeah. sure that
0: we are, because sometimes our idols can be our idol uh, is perfection within the church. Yeah. And if there's anything that goes away from that, then we freak out. Yeah. Um, and so I think a good way to identify our idols, uh, whether you know uh, that's going to be more difficult. It's easy for us to identify the idols in our church. Yeah the uh, way that we're going to identify idols in our own life is by looking at our pressure points. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what are some things in your life that if you don't get uh, are going to cause you to become irrationally angry or yeah. irrationally upset? Um, maybe the word is devastated. What are mm-hmm. some things that cause you devastation? Uh, you can, you can be pretty sure that, um, that maybe is a warning sign for mm-hmm. an idol you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, just, we were, we have a, our second child now who um, is a precious child and will never do anything wrong. Um, and so right now she is sleeping and eating and that's about it and it's pretty it's pretty good. She's pretty easy baby. Um, our last child um, was not uh, like that mm-hmm, so much. Uh, mm-hmm. So he, uh, he he struggled to sleep and so you know I, I remember last time having him awake at three in the morning trying to rock him, In his bed and thinking, Lord, I've prayed that you give this baby sleep, and and you haven't done it. Why? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And what I began to realize is that one of my idols was um, was being comfortable. You know, getting enough sleep was one of my idols, and um, you know, the Lord really used that situation to show me uh, areas that I was holding on to. Yeah. uh, And and that's you know that's that's how life works. That's how the Christian walk works. And so we need to be. Um, open to those things and to be able to identify those things and deal with those things.
1: Yeah, and we all have we all have those idols. You know, in mm-hmm. the in the in the in the pursuit to remove other people's idols, sometimes we're just swapping idols. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that this goes back to the what we wear in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. We may be out of time, or we out of no, time. No, we got twenty six. So I mean, we you know we what you wear in the pulpit. Blue jeans can become just as much of an idol as a suit and tie yep. can, mm-hmm. and I think. All of us who are who are progressive thinking, you know, and, and like change, you know, we 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 sometimes can just remove one idol. We can remove their idol mm-hmm. for our own, right? And and I, that's exactly what you're saying. I just think we need to uh, we need to be careful that we're not doing that mm-hmm. because there's no harm in wearing a suit on Sunday morning to preach in. Mm-hmm. There's no harm in that at all. There's no harm in a lot of the traditions that we have, yeah. but sometimes we just kick the tradition. Not because it's bad or unhealthy, but yeah. because it's not the tradition that we want. It's mm. not the worship that we—it's right. not, not the idol that we want to worship. So I think we have to be careful in that. Absolutely. Anyway, that's
0: good. Mm, that's good.
1: All right. There you go.
0: All right. Uh, John, uh, what are you preaching?
1: So uh, it's Easter. It is. <laughs> so I'm doing the sayings of jesus oh, actually, just follow it from Bethlehem through Jesus' early ministry through the signs and wonders. That's where I kind of have been. And John records three of Jesus's sayings, and uh, I'm I'm on those three sayings. So, uh, woman, behold your son, mm-hmm. and uh, behold your mother. And the second one is I thirst, and the third one is it is finished. So, those are the three that John records. Yeah. So I'm I'm working through those, and then we'll be Palm Sunday, and then we'll be Easter. Good so, stuff. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I am also going through the seven sayings. Yeah, you're all doing just saying, John. Yeah. Um, Seven Sayings of Jesus on the Cross. And so this, in particular Sunday, I'm dealing with the saying of anguish. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. So I'm Man, excited it, about that. These
1: are really good. They're Great. really fun to do. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I've had a lot of fun this week studying. And I, I, you never answer my question that I text
0: you either. I didn't Everybody. because I'm not there yet. John's trying to get me to do a sermon. I'm, I'm not. Him. I just had a question about yeah.
1: a psalm. Yeah. And yeah. so anyway, it, it's it been really fun. This time of year is fun to preach, though. It is. I, I, I love this time of year more than I love Christmas, Uh, I love preaching this time of year.
0: I I tell my church that Easter Sunday is like the Super Bowl for pastors. Yeah, Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. All All right. right. Well, we appreciate you being here (laughs) with us today. Uh, We do ask that if you enjoyed our podcast, to like, rate, and review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, We do uh, hope that you come back and join us next week. And until then, keep loving your imperfect church, and remember one day she will be perfected in glory.